everyone. Welcome to another installment of Hygiene Profit Leaders. This is Jessica Mickle, one of your clinical training specialists, along with my best buddy here and partner in crime, Doug Crookston. Yes, good to be back together as a little duo team here action. We always have a fun time doing these podcasts and uh, later on Q&As together. Absolutely. Yeah. So a couple of months ago, probably with COVID, it seems like it was probably two years ago, Doug and I um, did a live Q&A on um, holistic and alternative practices for our hygienist. And one of the things that we talked a little bit about was myofunctional therapy. We had a lot of people interested in wanting to learn more about that. So we are going to do a podcast uh, today discussing what myofunctional therapy is and go a little bit more in depth. And later on this month, we're actually going to do another live Q&A where we're focusing on uh, nothing but myofunctional therapy. So you'll have to check us out there. And uh, Jess and I, we're both dental hygienists. And this is a topic that I've never heard about uh, or, or, you know, in, in practice. And so it's very interesting to, to do some research on this. Uh, and if you think about it, it is a type of preventative from a lot of other traditional ways of, of moving teeth and that. And in my main practice that I worked in, we did a lot of work with uh, TMJ uh, disorders and trying to correct things in older patients. And I was sitting here looking at this, I'm going, you know, this is what they could have done Mm -hmm. instead of waiting to when they were older to get all these different devices. I mean, could that have prevented it? I don't know, but I, I think there's definitely some, some good science here. Oh, absolutely. Great science and great research that's been done and, and case studies that we've, we've seen with this and just how much that it really can be very beneficial for people who suffer from OMD, which is orofacial myofunctional disorders. So that is what that means is that's the disorders of the muscles and functions of the face and mouth, right? And we as dental professionals, you know, we look for signs and symptoms for, you know, all different kinds of disease processes and disorders. So when we're thinking about um, OMD disorder, what would be some of the signs and symptoms that I as a hygienist could kind of hone in on, on that, hey, they may um, be suffering from orofacial myofunctional disorder. Yeah, and a lot of these symptoms are for other dental things, like other dental ideas pop <clears throat> into your head. For example, misaligned teeth. You may you may pull somewhere differently first. You may not go to myofunctional uh, disorder per se. Tongue thrusting. Tongue thrusting was always one that was really a trigger for me. I'm like I like there's something more going on, and, right? Yeah. And it was more like, let's just, okay, tongue thrust, orthodontist. That was kind of like my train of thought. Right. Um, I mean, people grinding their teeth. I would think, okay, is it stress? This, like, this one here never came to my mind or the facial pain that the way that the muscles sit and interact together could just be painful. Yeah. Just this, yeah, this painful thing. Um, speech problems. There's a lot of People not uh, not dental related, but the um, speech pathologists speech that are pathologists. going into the schools yeah. are are actually sending a lot of these kids that they're diagnosing with speech problems um, to um, oral myofunctional therapists mm -hmm. to work with this, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And you mentioned, you know, like so. I think of like tongue thrusting, and you're like, okay, send them to the orthodontist. Well, 
tongue thrusting is a habit, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and again, it's the muscle. So it's like, I can straighten the teeth from having an o- anterior open bite with tongue thrusting. But once the orthodontics comes off, that habit's still there, then the teeth are going to go back into that position, right? Yeah. I found it interesting too, like the, the next ones um, of some, some symptoms are mouth breathing and sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. And this is something with our hygiene mix of services training. We talk a lot about uh, sleep apnea patients and signs and symptoms to look for for that. And um, even mouth breathing where they get that red swollen gums on, mm-hmm. on their anteriors. And it's the first question you ask is, are you a mouth breather, right? Yeah. Looking at that scallop tongue, you know, where you can see the indentations of the teeth and how much they have to push that tongue to open up that airway. And like I said, before we started diving into this, I would think of all different solutions. This never came to mind, but this is definitely something that as hygienists, as assistants, as, as dentists, um, we really need to be looking into this more because it, it could help not just with the alignment of their teeth, but I mean, so it could help with the sleep apnea, it could help with, I mean, facial pain and tongue thrusting. There's so many benefits to this. Right. So one thing to think about with this therapy is that it is it's similar to like physical therapy, right? So you have to do the work in order to get the results that you want, right? So it does rely heavy on patient compliance. It's not a... Um, it's not a quick fix, right? So it's like a tongue thrusting situation. Like we can fix the teeth real quick with orthodontics, but we need something long-term to keep the teeth in place Mm -hmm. and to keep that repetitive cycle of what's causing the teeth to be in that position, which will be the tongue thrusting, which is where the the exercises and things that the myofunctional therapist would do for you, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're talking with your patients and you are trying to see, you know, are they someone that could potentially benefit from this type of therapy? You know, asking, you know, even if maybe not even asking, sometimes they're just in passing, will say things, you know, like I wake up with headaches. You know, I used to just automatically go to TMJ, you're clenching oh, and grinding, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have an open mouth rest posture? I thought that was very interesting. You mm-hmm. had just mentioned that when we were in a group here and talking about how our teeth shouldn't be clenching, but they also shouldn't necessarily. They shouldn't really touch. <clears throat> there should be a small gap when you're resting, but also your lips should be closed as well. So you have people that because of this open bite, a lot of time you'll see that they're breathing, maybe even through their nose, but you'll still see their teeth and their lips are not closed. Right. It's almost like their lips a, are pursed. Yep, right. Yep. And that could be a, a sign of this. Yeah. Right. TMJ disorder, neck pain. Um, it, this is a really great one that I, when I saw this, I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, it, it, this is every patient on, on known to mankind, but is your patient's tongue always in the way when you were scaling their teeth? Yep. And, and we're not talking about kids here because kids will follow that uh, scaler around. I'm saying adults that will sit there and they hit your scaler at, like all the time. Like they can't yeah. keep it. Or they're pushing, like pushing mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing too, like you ever have those, um, those lip grabbers, like they will, like you're trying to get those lower anterior oh facials and they tighten up that lower lip so Ooh. tight. You've got to like put a vice yeah. grip on that bad boy to yeah, pull that lip out. Push down on that lower chin. You yeah. Know, right, chin it'll relax. Relax. But yeah, but that, that would be another example see, of that, right? I wouldn't even have 
you know, thought about this, but that definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Also too, that, you know, again, oral habits, thumb or finger sucking, nail biting, uh, if they have a lisp, so even speech issues. Right. Um, and this kind of goes back to um, thinking about, you know, speech and, and language pathologists, it, they would sometimes refer to us for kids who are tongue-tied mm-hmm. and, and do lingual phrenectomies. And so this would be a situation that I would go, oh, maybe that still needs to be done, but do we need to add in some of this therapy too as well? You know, and after the, looking at this, I actually have to talk to my older brother who's, whose daughter was tongue-tied and got laser, it got that lasered. Mm-hmm. And she speaks better now, but she still sounds like she's tongue-tied for the most part. Right. And if you'd never met her, you would still think she's tongue-tied. So this might, you know, I need to bring this up to him and say, you know, this might be the next step for her to, to go into because I don't think they got the results they wanted from that, that laser therapy on it. Right. Absolutely. I think that this is where another proof that we're starting to see a correlation between all facets of healthcare mm-hmm. interacting better together. Right. So you've got mm-hmm. hygienists, oromyofacial therapists, speech pathologists, all together working. Uh, yeah, EMTs, like all together working. Um, and this is just another way that we can be um, a great source for that. It all starts here. I mean, you're, you're breathing in. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if the airway's restricted or something going wrong right from the start, it's like a snowball effect on what it could cause all other systems to be compromised. Right. And that's generally where um, OMD disorders originate is when there is an inefficient nasal or oral breathing, right? So that's where you, even the sleep apnea would be something that would trigger that. And it's not just the breathing, right? Just like what else could, what else could happen if it's not part of the breathing as far as from the hygiene side, dental side, what are some other things that you think we need to be looking at? So one thing that we do know is that malocclusion is often one of the leading reasons why people have OMD, um, which can lead to biting and chewing issues, but even more importantly, swallowing and digesting of food in which our body needs that to have a, a balance, right? So you aren't going to swallow properly if the relationship between your muscles of the face, mouth, and throat are not in the proper position. Right. And this is something that um, years ago, I worked in a nursing home as a certified nurse assistant. And you see it a lot in your geriatric patients mm-hmm. that they have dysphagia and they, they get to a point where they can't swallow well. And oftentimes it's because of a stroke. Mm-hmm. And what we do, we would do exercises to help to strengthen the, the, the mouth and the throat muscles. So to be able to swallow and not choke on just even liquids and purees. Right. So mm-hmm. I just find it so fascinating. Like it's not, now it's like all coming together for me. Yeah. It's just like, but boy, you know, here, here they are in, in this older stage of life, having these problems. What if that could have been corrected when they were younger, younger. And, and when, right. I mean, when do patients get into this kind of therapy? What do you think? So I think this is where, just like how, if you think about when we're doing phase one and phase two orthodontics, mm-hmm. right? So when you're doing phase one, you're doing that because 
the suture lines have not fused completely, right? Yes. And so habits, uh, you know, you've got more malleability, it's a hard word for me to say, of the skeletal structures that you can reposition very easily through orthodontics or even through physical therapy act exercises, right? That you can readjust those. So that I would, I would say, you know, the earlier that we could yes. get on it, the better. Okay. Plus if it's a habit thing like tongue thrusting, mm -hmm. It's better or, or thumb sucking or anything like that. It's easier to treat that and, and to get rid of that habit younger, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you got to remember it's a, it's a big compliance thing. You're not probably going to get a four-year-old to comply, but <laughs> eight, nine-year-olds, I think, here's the thing, and some of you may be listening and saying, my eight-year-old's not going to, you know, I got, I have an eight-year-old, I know what you mean. But if you explain the value and the why and you make it part of daily routine, just like brushing their teeth right? and they just like, I just do my exercise. That's part of my exercises. They, they will do it. You just, it's discipline. Kids love discipline and you just keep them to it because no, this is not going to happen in a few weeks. This is not going to happen in a month. Right. This takes months. Yeah. And sometimes in some cases, even years, years. especially if it's already past that point of that yeah. early intervention. You, that, you look at some of these before <laughs> and afters mm -hmm. that stick to it. And the results are amazing. Yes. And you're like, they didn't have ortho? And they didn't. I mean, it just, it looks like they did though. Right. Yeah. The muscles, I mean, you think about the jaw muscle, how strong that is, right? Mm -hmm. And how you can sever a human finger with your bite, <laughs> right? So it's like, it makes sense that these muscles are strong. And if you're strengthening them in the improper way. Yes. So by having, you know, these issues, what would happen if we strengthen them in the proper way? Like Kept everything have that, in alignment. Exactly. Keep the TMJ where it should be instead of having to recalibrate that we have to do all the time, recalibrate it to where the muscle would always go back to something over the course of it's been doing it for 60 years. And now we have to wear a certain splint to correct that. What if at eight years old, we were already correcting that? Right. And, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I'm a proponent to, uh, of trying to not have to do any kind of surgical intervention, yeah. like not letting that be your go-to, right? So even like, um, you know, with these exercises, and funny thing that you, like when you're talking about your kids and, and the exercise and make it part of the routine, but also make it fun. You know, mm -hmm. when we do the live uh, Q&A coming up in a couple of weeks, you'll actually see us demonstrate some of these exercises. You can make it fun, make it part of the routine. Um, you'll see some of the before and after pictures on some of these cases with this. But one of the things that's important to remember with myofunctional therapy is that it's painless. The exercises are relatively simple and can be done in a short period yep. of time every day, a couple of times a day. Um, and whereas you could go straight to a surgery, you mm -hmm. know, and potentially fix it, but for how long if you didn't mm -hmm. fix the habit? Right. And I think that's what it comes down to. And I really like your example of this is like a physical <clears throat> therapist type of yes. mindset. And just doing these exercises, I mean, if, you, if you're listening right now, if you can roll your tongue, you know, or can you open your mouth and, and put your tongue to the roof of your mouth and still open your mouth, you know, there, it's some of those things, um, and we'll show you here in, in a few weeks on our Q&A, but it's, uh, it's pretty amazing that these activities that they do 
one of my kids went through, or two of my kids went through speech uh, therapy. And I was looking at him going, that's very similar mm -hmm. to what we're talking about here today. Yes. Yeah. Well, for the record, I just try to do that. And I cannot put the tongue to the roof yeah. of my mouth and open it at the same time. Yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> I can't roll my tongue either. I can't do the clover. Like I any of that. Kind of, like, I, I, can, I can do my Elvis, my lip, make it look like Elvis. Okay. like that but that's about it um you guys will get to see that in the future but this is something that is something like a long-term commitment and dedication on average takes anywhere to six to 12 months right and it's not something that's going to be the fix all to everything right that's what we want to make sure but it would definitely reduce a lot of these symptoms let's just another tool it's in our tool, tool belt right mm -hmm. so you know ways that we can learn more about this is is this is something that isn't being necessarily taught in schools mm -hmm. when you are in hygiene school or you're in dental school. So it would be something more that you learn once you're out of school at a continuing education course. Um, but they're hygienists now. And I, I do know from us having uh, clients in Australia, oral myofunctional therapy has been happening for years right. and years. And in and, Canada, it's, it's more prevalent yes. than here. Yeah. And so this is something that's been around for a while and we're just now starting to get on the bandwagon. But if we are wanting to like learn more, like what would be some reputable sources that that you would suggest that we look into mm -hmm. to learn more about yeah. this? So there's two big ones in this category. There's one, the International Association of Oral Facial Mythology. Myology. Myology. Right? My Mythology would be like the, not a real thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a hard one. <laughs> Ah, some of these words i, I mean know. maybe just saying these words would be like oh that would be a great exercise right exercises but it's i a o m the other one is a o m t which is the academy of oral facial myofunctional therapy now they offer classes on on these it's very interesting uh just a lot of their research there's even a lot of papers published papers that are on these websites and they're a mix of different people as speech pathologists, hygienists, dentists. It, it's a great group of people. Mm -hmm. And if you just uh, took some time to just go onto these, I think you'd find it very interesting. One of the, one of the big players in this, there's a dental hygienist named Joy. Uh, Moeller, I think I've heard. Moeller, yeah. yeah. And she's done a lot on this. Uh, she has these great before and after pictures on her website. Uh, she she's had some YouTube videos, and one she interviewed a, a surgeon that had a tongue problem, mm -hmm. and she was able to correct that. And he'd had oh, wow. it since his, for his whole life. And they, they just said, "Well, that's just how it is." She corrected it. So that's awesome. Stuff. So so some great resources out there that are reputable. Again, looking for the. I-A-O-M or the A-O-M-T um, would be who you'll want to look for for that. And, you know, hygienists are really starting to kind of band together, you know, to learn more about this. Um, this is something that can help with them um, having an adjunctive services that they could be, um, some places can end up being, um, individual contractor doing myofunctional therapy. So it's also an, an, a great additional income for you or potential mm -hmm. revenue um, oh, for your practice. So, um, so this is something I know in some, I'm not sure about here in the United States, but I do know that in some of the other countries that 
um, OMTs actually um, can go and have their own practice. Yes. So that's something that, you know, again, defer to your own state's guidelines on things like this. But again, it's just another great way to provide mm -hmm. excellent patient care for your mm -hmm. patients um, and a potential revenue driver for you and the practice and mm -hmm. just long-term success for yourselves. Yeah, I mean, this is just to open your mind up to different things that are happening in our field. You know, I mean, you have a kid that, that doesn't want to go into ortho. It's not going to be compliant. Hey, now we have something else we could talk to mom about right. for this for this kid until they get a little older, perhaps. But yeah, I think it's uh, something that we need to start putting on the top of our mind as just another service that we can help facilitate. Absolutely. Yeah. So guys, we um, are looking forward to spending more time on this with our live Q&A. So we'd love for you guys to join us um, for that. In the meantime, gather up some research, get some questions. We'd love to hear um, any questions or thoughts that you may have. If you are already practicing this, please reach mm -hmm. out to us and let us know. We would love to know um, how it's working in our clients' offices, how well, um, what have been some of your successes, what have been some of your learning areas, um, because we'd love to be able to share this knowledge with all of our clients. So. Yeah. Thank you, Doug, for joining me again. I'm Thank looking you, forward Jess. to another fun time. We're gonna have and a good time with it. Absolutely. You're gonna laugh at our faces on, on the screen, but we know you'll be doing them at home too with us. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So you guys take care, have a great day, and we'll see you soon.